Hello, my name is Lara Campbell. I'm an abolitionist vegan from British Columbia, Canada. You can find me on Facebook and you're listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Vegetarian. Vegan. Yeah, well. Let's get it right. You used the word animals, but I suppose what you should have said is non-human animals. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals, Radio Invsoc. This episode is all about the wonderful medium of radio, and what song springs to mind? as the on-human, non-human relations like classic hits music fades down, hi to Chanel, who listens in from Australia, and Veronica, who likes my hen friend videos. Also, a big hello to honoured Invercargill Vegan Society members from Australia, Clark and Kate, who are expecting their daughter to soon be joined by a son. I'd gladly offer my expertise in naming him. How about... Hmm, let me think... Curious boy, or no, wait, wait, I got a better one. Geiger son, huh? Pretty good, huh? Well, okay, you can go with the name of your own choosing as well. <laughs> Congratulations. August was a very busy month for the Invercargill Vegan Society. Not one, but two potlucks. The first for Justin of Hellhound Hot Dogs, which you'll hear on the last episode, and now a second for a whole bunch of guests to our fine city. Vegan Julie Gunn, of the radio show Animal Rights and Wrongs, stopped by with her brother, down from Wellington in the North Island. While she was down, I showed her the bright lights of Invers, which you'll hear later on in this episode. Alison also visited from the North Island. She came down for a meeting. And there was also Jane and Jenny, who drove a couple hundred kilometres down from Queenstown, just to attend our potluck. What commitment! I needed commitment to get used to all the names. There was a Jordan and a Julie and a Jane and a Jenny, and on the same day I'd been talking to a Gemma. As you heard from my suggestions to Clark and Kate, I'm terrible with names. You can find photos and audio of our potlucks on the Invercargill Vegan Society website, www.invsoc.org.nz. Julie recorded audio clips on her phone during her visit. When she returned to Wellington, she used them on her radio show, Animal Rights and Wrongs. You can find her weekly show in my show notes for this episode, but I'm also going to use clips I've taken from her clips now. 
Julie is co-hosting this episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals from the bottom of the North Island, while I co-host from the bottom of the South Island. What have we got on the show today? You know that Animal Rights and Wrongs was on tour recently. Oh, indeedy. We were down in Invercargill. If you don't know where Invercargill is, if you're not from around New Zealand ways, uh, the city most further south in New Zealand, yep, go, go about as far south as you can go and boom. There it is. It is a fantastic place. It's got lots of wonderful things. The weather was stunning while I was there, I must say, and I've had some of the yummiest food I've ever had, and fantastic people. All rights and wrongs went on tour to Invercargill recently. We did. It was. We went We went to the blue moon of vegan potlucks. Pot this was the second potluck in August for the Invercargill Vegan Society. And I tell you... It was a jolly good time. Invercargill is a beautiful, wonderful place. If you haven't been there, because, you know, quite a lot of people in New Zealand haven't, which is sad. It really is. Get yourself there. It is awesome. It is very, very, very cool. And there are some fantastic, fantastic people there. You know, I hung out a little bit with Jordan Wyatt. Who? From Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. Oh, that You can guy. find his podcasts, and he's got fantastic information. This guy... Like takes tons of photos. He's got heaps of really good information. www.coexisting.org.nz .co.nz .co.nz Go check out his stuff. Um, yeah, it is all good. So he hosted the potluck in his very beautiful house down there in Invercargill. Uh, there were loads of people there. They'd come from all over, near and far. In the food... Well, you'll you'll hear actually. You'll hear how the food was. The food was just absolutely incredible. Um, so I am keeping my eye on grab a seat or whatever I can to get myself down there again. So I encourage you get in touch with Jordan, get in touch with the Invercargill Vegan Society, and make arrangements. Find out when their potlucks are and get down there. You will not be sorry. In fact, I know you will thank me very, very much. So, this is a little bit about what happened. And that sounds like my cue to play the recording from our August 2012 second potluck. It's the best thing I think shows on here. We've got an increase in visitors and we can't figure out why. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll start this one off. And uh, we're here at the second August potluck, I think it's August, although last time we were told it was maybe Wednesday or something, or Thursday, and so I'm not sure about that. But we have a very special, well, we have a whole bunch of special guests here. Well, uh-oh, they're all looking at me now. Everyone's special guests here, um, including one who came all the way from the bottom of some crappy island called the North Island, and that's called Wellington, I think. And so it's my friend, how would we know you? How would you start off your show, this? Tēnā koutou katoa, ko Julie tēnē, this is Julie from Animal Rights and Wrongs. And this is Jordan White of Coexisting, you're listening to episode uh, 85, and it's going to be called, I don't know what it's going to be called yet, and it's all about the potluck, and we're, we're with uh, Animal Rights and Wrongs, Julie, how are you Julie? I'm great, you know here at Animal Rights and Wrongs, we are all about the food, uh, so we travel, we travel for food. Introduce me. So, and I'm talking about me. Oh, this is your show. We're doing a dual episode. Oh, this is your show. Oh, this is your show. <laughs> hey, this is Jordan I, from Podcast. Uh, you're interviewing Jordan. How, are you, how would you interview me on your show? Uh, 
me and the cat are just having a really nice time. So Jordan, Jordan, what was your favourite dish this evening? Oh, she's screwing it up, listeners. Okay. So oh, this you know, is for my show now. This yeah, is, but I told you you're paying royalties. I'm doing the recording. Okay. And what did you bring for our wonderful palate today? What did I bring? Lentil, lentil shepherd's pie with kind of cauliflower mash on top. And what would you give it out of ten? It was the first time I've made it, and it wasn't as good as my friend's one. KJ, you totally rock. I'm going to give myself a f- I'm sure five, five and a half. I'm sure KJ listens to my podcast. She's going to now. <laughs> She'll make you famous. And what did you think of Invercargill so far when you've come here and you thought lovely wide streets, friendly open people? Oh, it is today, honestly, the most gorgeous weather. Um, everybody has been lovely. The yummiest food here, people come to Invercargill, come to the Invercargill Vegan Society Potluck. It rocks. Would you say it was the best potluck you've ever been to in the Wellington one of crap? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> uh, and no, it is seriously rocking Wellington. You, yeah, you, you've, you've got to keep on your game. Uh, you're looking at silver at the moment. I believe the term she used before was legendary, and I think that's a good way to end, right? Uh, I believe it was legend. It was legendary, trust me. Dairy. <laughs> Thank you, Jolly. Thank you, Jordan. Thank That's you, okay. Jordan. Sorry for messing up your show. That's okay, I'll charge you later. Um, Just edit it. We have Russell here, and Russell couldn't make it on time, so he like, left a thing with me last night and told me I could take the credit for it, and thank you for letting me take credit for the best thing here, but let's just say that you made it, just to give you something to talk about, otherwise I'd have to like skip over you. Let's just say that you made the best thing, and what would it be? Or wasn't that the uh, meatless balls that you made? The meatless balls that I made, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was fabulous, Jordan. Uh, you did a very good job there. How long did it take me to make it? Oh, probably only about ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes, I'm really special, thank you. Thank you, really. And we have a special guest who drove down here. I think her name is Jenny. Jenny. Or Jim. Jenny. I don't And she just Jen. thought that she'd have to come down to Invercargill and you said that you'd like to move to Invercargill soon, right? <laughs> yeah. And what did you make today? I made super quinoa burgers. They have green peas and quinoa and... Is that tahini I detected? And tahini, yes. Oh. Mm. I thought they were great and I hope you all decide to move to Invercargill like you're talking about. I'll think about that, Jane. <laughs> yeah. What did you make with I, them? I made roasted vegetables. And did I uh, put them in the oven for long enough? Did they turn yeah, out okay? They turned out great. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knock over scissors. Hey, Kerry, how are you today? I'm something sometime. <laughs> um, good, good. Did you make the crazy berry thing? I always say crazy, by the way. It's the thing I, I noticed, like, listening back to these. I always say crazy for everything. Like, oh, everything was the best thing I've ever had, and everything's crazy. Huh. Uh, yep, berry shortcake and Oreo truffles. Um, <laughs> and oh, some apple muffins, and I did make something savoury. Oh, some chickpea Chick curry, curry yeah. which was very different to last week, month's chipmunk. Ch- <laughs> Why no? Chickpea curry. Oh, it's okay. I called. Uh, Chipmunks yeah. aren't endangered here. It's okay. I've been keep calling people the wrong name all night. So. <laughs> and we have Alison. Alison also came down. Right. And how have you found this today? Uh, kia ora e ma. I'm from Tauranga Moana and I loved the chipmunk. <laughs> doesn't sound very and vegan, does it? She was the provider of the cream cheese for the Oreo truffles. Yeah, that's what I did. I drove from Dunedin with three punnets of really? a soy cream cheese for yeah. Kerry. That was because my we don't have it in Invercargill, sadly. Yes, and I enjoyed everything. It was She's fabulous. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Catherine, how are you today? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm 
Mm, eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. What did you bring today to this wonderful potluck of ours? I brought smoky satay tempeh with uh, broccoli and noodles. Oh, I thought that was very good. Thanks. Russell did the marinade. And thank you for bringing back my container too. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry it wasn't full of muffins. Next, next time. time. There's always a next time. <laughs> hey, Dan. Notice how we're starting to get a hive mind here at the Invercargill Vegan Society. Catherine and I both said next time at the same time. And thank you for bringing back my container too. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry it wasn't full of muffins. Next, next time. time. There's always a next time. <laughs> hey, Dan, what did you bring today? Well, I made muesli patties because that's <laughs> the only way I can get it to stay together. Um, and I made lentil soup, which everybody forgot about. Oh, yeah. they I had some. I had oh, some. did you have some? Oh, cool. I liked it last time. I really did. Yeah, really yeah. Good. I'm running out of recipes, so I bought two things. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have Willie. Willie, ahoy, yaksimash. Um, I bought. Oh, very good. I bought the biggest dish. I bought uh, Julie from Animal Rights and Wrongs. Yeah, I thought so. Yes, she was very heavy. We have a. Um, yeah. There's a there's a rugby team in New Zealand called the Highlanders. They're, they're not as cool as the Southland Stags. I think that's what the Southland Stags, right? I don't watch the bloody thing. It's just, I think it's the Southland Stags. And you reckon the Highlanders are alright? Oh, they're my second best team. Yeah. Is there enough yellow on it? Or? Oh, it needs to be a little bit more yellow and a little bit more black. Um, but yeah, pretty good. A little bit of black. Just change the yellow to white and then we have the All Blacks, right? The best team of all? Oh, are they? I thought, I thought England was the best. Don't worry, listeners, I'll sort them out afterwards. And this has been the second August potluck. <laughs> so that is what happens down there in the Cargo Vegan Society. Like I said, the Blue Moon Potluck. Ooh, the second potluck. A lot of fun, a lot of laughter. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. So like I said, get yourself down there. Hey, we could even do... Ooh, oh, thoughts now. See, I, I think out loud when I'm when I'm talking, more thoughts come to me. Um, we could, do, we could do a trip, a road trip, or not a road trip, an air trip. Some kind of trip, some kind of um, en masse visit to Invercargill mm, yes let me let me think more about this this could be very oh, this could be very very interesting so that was the potluck um yeah there wasn't any more next we were just stuffing our faces with like I said some of the yummiest vegan food I've ever had uh, so thank you everybody I very much look forward to seeing you all again uh, yeah thank you everybody for hosting very very welcoming people very yummy food um and I spent more time with Jordan. I was very lucky to go. We went on a bit of a, um, a bit of a hickory, yeah, a bit of a walk around Invercargill. I saw the tree that they planted for World Vegan Day last year, and there are pictures there. If you, actually, if you have a look at our Facebook page, uh, there's a link to it. But you can go straight to Jordan's website, as I said, www.coexisting.org.nz, and find pictures there of us visiting the mighty Kauri. Not so mighty at the moment, but definitely you can see its potential. It's going to be mighty. Hey, it's growing, and luckily we also have an audio recording as we stood at the tree. <laughs> and we're standing here in front of the Invercargill Vegan Society, World Vegan Day, uh, 1st November 2011 tree, planted in, guess we in 2011. And I've got my friend Julie with me, and my thing is, I always do a long introduction, and people are like, yeah, yeah, Jordan, we know you've got a guest with you. So just hand up and hand over the microphone, and say, so, you know, literally, I'm standing here, and she's looking like really aghast. She's got her mouth open, and she's like, oh, this guy's an idiot. And then they're like, shut up, Jordan, and just do that thing where you like swing your arm over like you're trying to hit her in the face. So my guest here today is... Kia ora, this is Julie from Animal Rights and Wrongs. And we are standing in front of this wonderful tree, aren't we? 
Yeah, and I would have spoken earlier, but Jordan's way a lot taller than me. I couldn't actually reach the microphone. It is a beautiful tree. It's this kauri tree, and apparently it's quite young, but um, it's looking pretty impressive already. Impressive already? Well, that's what she said when I was towering over at the tree itself, but that's not quite what she said when she was about visiting the mighty kauri. Not so mighty at the moment, but definitely you can see its potential. It's going to be mighty. <laughs> so it's both impressive and, quote, not so mighty. Hey, it's growing, okay? What can I say? It's about six years old because they said it was five years when we got it. And, uh, yeah, it is a whole year old, and it's a little bit taller, like, um, what's the best? Let's it's, use ta- it. it's taller than you. Yeah, let's use them freedom units. It's about a freedom unit, a foot taller than it was last year. But it's a lot thicker. It's about twice as thick. And there's a bamboo post next to it to keep it nice and tall and strong, like a curry tree should be, right? And now it's twice as thick as the post that's with it. So it's growing, right? It is. It's looking pretty sturdy. And I'm excited. The fact that we're standing here now, this tree's a year old. And oh, I should just give some background. She's got a stick in her hand and she's like tapping the ground emphatically with the stick. Like, this is my ground. This is my stick. I am. I found it. It's a beautiful. It must have fallen off one of the other trees. We've been walking around. And it's quite a beautiful stick. And I I felt the need to walk around with it. (laughs) I wouldn't quite call it a staff, it isn't quite that strong, but yes, I'm tapping the ground as I speak, this fenua here, this land right here. So thinking a year ago this tree was planted, here we are, 2012, looking at this tree, um, and I'm just excited to think about, you know, what's what's going to be happening in the life of this tree. It's going to be here for so many hundreds, hopefully even, you know, over a thousand years, and the people that are going to pass by this tree and, and see this tree, and, you know, it's got a vegan society plaque below it, I don't know, just thinking of what the world is going to be like, the changes that this tree is going to be seeing. Well, by the time that, you know, in our lifetimes, I've said before in the last episode about just the things that change in 70 years' time, from first-powered flight to going to the moon, and just uh, Jesse Owens about not being allowed to go up an elevator to his own gold medal Olympic ceremony, and then, you know, we have Usain Bolt now, another ethnically African man that shows up every chance you get. What's this going to be like in 70 years' time for veganism, if we say that veganism became really big in, like, maybe the late 80s or so, and in the UK is when sort of animal rights and veganism first sort of really exploded in the Western world, and, and yeah, we're going to come back here when we're sort of what you know, really old and in the last years of our life, and we'll be able to see the tree and say, I remember when this tree was barely bigger than Jordan, and now it's five stories tall, and it's like so thick that in the future, after climate change, people live in trees, and we all live in tree houses, and there'll be people living in our tree, and I say, hey, I'll be the landlord, well, the tree lord, actually, I call myself at the time, because it's not in the land, it's in the tree, but I'll be like, I planted that tree when it was little, and now you pay me rent. Isn't it going to be fantastic? Hmm, I'm still stuck on that bit about the moon landing, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> um. Well, thank you for standing in front of our tree together. And of course, as you're an honorary Invercargill Vegan Society member, <gasps> as part of sure the Wellington enough. branch of the Invercargill Vegan Society, <laughs> um, it's your tree as well. So let's give the tree a bit of a shake thank on the branch. You. I love like this tree. It. Hey, tree, this is a beautiful tree. And I like the way that the tree can look over the um, Federated Farmers and Dairy New Zealand. Farmers over there, and just thinking of all the changes that this tree is going to see. Yeah, we've got, your, we've got our eye on you or our tree on you, mister. Yeah, we've got our tree on you. <laughs> well, thank you, Jolly. Thank you. And thank you, tree. Quite funny. In the gardens, I think they were... Uh... Puny. No, I forget the name of the gardens. That's Oda terrible. Puny. It's in my head. Um, quite funny, though, because it's quite across, right across the road from the Federated, Farm, Federated Farmers Building. Um, so one day, the, the grandchildren of, I don't know good veganness in New Zealand can sit in the branches of that tree and look over to where the Federated Farmers building used to be because it will be there no longer because soon we won't need that kind of thing in New Zealand. So yes, Jordan and I wandered around in Macargo, the beautiful gardens. We went to the, the Art Gallery Museum there. Gorgeous. Got to see some tuatara. I always love seeing 
to a tower there. Well, it does make me sad because, you know, they're in enclosures. But I do, I marvel at them. I marvel at these. Hmm. They are pretty difficult to, to explain to someone who doesn't know what a tuatara looks like. But basically, a tuatara is sort of like a prehistoric lizard, but they're closer to crocodiles and birds. Tuatara. T-U-A-T-A-R-A. You can find a link in the show notes. So they live for basically forever. They live for over 100 years, and they don't really move at all. Their whole bodies seem to work slowly, and they just live forever. And if you're lucky, you'll see one blink when you're watching them. Yeah, I swear. So the Southam Museum has an enclosure where you can see a few adults, such as Henry, who at over 100 years old became a father after apparently showing very little interest in the birds and the bees for, for the first double digits of his life. <laughs> for the first few years of their life, they're about the size of a gecko, and at this stage you see them moving about like any other lizard, which is pretty bizarre because by adulthood they're a mossy green, grey rock-looking statue about the size of a cat when fully grown. It's always very sad to see any animal in captivity, even in a breeding program like this, behind glass. They're slow moving to the point you're unsure if they're still alive or, or otherwise. It's always sad. I do. I marvel at them. I marvel at these dinosaur creatures. They're just, they're quite incredible. They are really, really quite incredible. And then we went for a walk through Queen's Park. Now, maybe you don't know Invercargill at all. It is if you don't know Invercargo by now, then you're just gonna have to come and take a visit. Ooh, however that song goes. Got um, lots of greenery, lots of parks, but Queen's Park, the big main park, um, just a stone's throw from the city, really. And it is stunning, it is gorgeous, it is huge, and lots of interesting, interesting things. So this is what Jordan and I got up to on our hikoi, on our walk around Invercargill, Queen's Park. Welcome to Invercargill. Animal rights are wrong. Uh, okay, that is not what happened. Um, hmm. Live radio, you're working without a safety net. Give me a moment here and we will sort out. Where did our hikoi go? We went for a walk. Like I said, the weather was gorgeous. It was very often gorgeous in Invercargill. I have great memories growing up there, spending, well, not growing up there, but spending a lot of good time there, a lot of good summers there. It is a wonderful, wonderful place where wonderful things happen. If we can get our connections right, I can share it with you. Welcome to Invercargill. Animal rights and wrongs on tour. Here we are walking through the beautiful Queen's Park. Hey, if you haven't been to Invercargill, you need to come. This place freaking rocks. Uh, I spent many, many a good time here growing up. And it is lovely. And the weather has been fantastic this weekend. I went to the Invercargill Vegan Society potluck on Friday night. And it was some of the yummiest food I've ever had. Watch out, Wellington. You need to up your game. I'm serious. This is good. I'm going to be watching out for... Um, cheap flights or if somebody wants to invent some kind of like way more sustainable way for me to travel here I would be very appreciative of that uh, but it was a jolly good time so here we are with Jordan now you know Jordan from coexisting with non-human animals hi Jordan hey how's it going Jolene hey how's it going everyone on animal rights and wrongs on Wellington Access Radio. What's the station again? 783 AM. 783 FM. That's what I tune in all the time. AM. AM. But you know, you can be catching us online as well. www.accessradio.org.nz. 
Hey, Julie, is there a Facebook group? Funny you should ask that, Jordan. In fact, there is. That's easy to find, too www.facebook.com forward slash animal rights and wrongs we're easy to find and also of course you know we're now on Skype <laughs> Radio ARW is our username and Radio ARW at gmail.com is our email address now you know how to find us and where to find us Jordan tell us about <laughs> what you know about veganism in Invercargill well, Jolly, as you've learned staying here, you know that it's the happening place for vegans. We're the, the vegan capital of New Zealand, as I like to say. And uh, we should also mention exactly where we are right now. So we're walking down what's called Coronation Avenue, which is a street where cars not allowed, but it has a name, Coronation Avenue, right down in the centre of Queen's Park in Invercargill. And it's a beautiful scenic walk. And we're heading towards a geocache, and we've, as we've been recording, we've walked about 200 metres. We're passing people who are giving us nice friendly stairs, because everyone's friendly in Invercargill. But you asked me about veganism in Invercargill, and it's a great happening place. We have monthly potlucks, and we have lots of friends, and uh, guests, and visitors, and honorary members from around the country and the world come and visit us all the time. So it's really great. Now, in terms of animal rights and the wrongs that are done to animals, what would you say is currently the biggest issue in Invercargill? So the biggest issue about animals and, and the way that human beings are either abusing them or failing to protect them. Well, definitely uh, hens are not getting enough pets. I have to say it's pretty far up there. Someone who has chicken friends, hen friends and rooster friends of his own, yeah, they're not getting the respect they need of all animals. But, um, yeah, we have mostly chickens numerically. They're the numbers of, that we kill and harm and hurt the most. And, yeah, so chickens need a lot of love, definitely. <laughs> Sorry, and we're just passing the cutest little puppy. Just waving to the puppy, being a little bit distracted. Chickens, hen friends, are your hen friends? The two women the dog were pretty all right too, I have to say. I didn't notice them. The, the doggy was gorgeous. Hey, yeah, come on down to Invercargo. It's filled with um, plenty of wonderful men and women if you're looking for uh, new friendships or whatever else. Here's our little plug. Um, yeah, hen, hen friends, chicken friends, New Zealand is currently in the process of, wow, wouldn't even quite say on the cusp, but, you know, perhaps on the cusp of doing some potentially good things, but it looks like we've, we're missing the opportunity and um, colony cages supposedly being given the go-ahead. <sighs> it's not a good thing. No. We're a, we're a vegan group. We say well, let's go veganism and we'll promote veganism and say let's let the hen friends live in our backyards until eventually we have a hen friend sanctuary and then... When the country's vegan, hens will roam the lands, and we're in Queen's Park at the moment, as mentioned before, and we'll just be walking down Coronation Avenue, and there'll be chickens everywhere. Didn't there used to be peacocks here? I remember as a I think in the caged areas, they kept them caged in, I think. Oh, I think for a while they were uncaged, perhaps during the day. I have memories of that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember seeing a little, um, I don't know, you know, a little little image of uh, some type of monkey, my... I'm not that good a with monkey? it. No, 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 go with me on this story. I'm not finished yet. Yep, a monkey, a picture of a monkey in a cage. Yeah. And the caption was, um, you know, we're doing this until all the cages are empty, not until all the cages are comfortable. Hmm. Sounds good to me. So, hey, people, empty your cages. Uh, you have options there. Don't eat eggs. That's one of our favourite three-word sayings there. Don't eat eggs. And pet chickens three times a day, and let's just not harm others. You know, they're our friends, our hen friends. I was, I was ruminating the other day. I think the reason 
what it comes down to, really, the reason why I'm vegan is because I believe in peace. Uh, and peace means not harming other creatures. Peace means not killing them, not enslaving them, not locking them up. Uh, and so that's got to really extend to all areas of my life. <laughs> What's your... um? Yeah, tell us a little bit about your vegan journey, Jordan. Well, my vegan journey was I start up in the morning and I wake up and get out of bed and then I go to work and then but I have a vegan journey all throughout the day and come home and get back in bed and that's the end of my vegan there, journey. cheeky... Generally walking since I don't drive. No. So, um, you weren't born vegan, No, I'm I was guessing. not. I've only been vegan for about, um, since 2009, so not a very long time as we're mostly through 2012 now, not very long at all. But um, it's about the quality of the journey, right? Rather than how long you've been on the journey. Oh, as totally. we walk down Coronation Avenue with Jolly marching a stick. Totally. Yeah, we're all on a journey. I'm just interesting the kind of the influences, kind of positive influences that have brought people to the point they are and how then we can maybe replicate some of those positive influences for other people. Mm, definitely, you're talking about positive influences. It sounds like you're talking about Michael Jackson, about make it a better place for you and for me and the entire vegan human race. There are ways to get there on this vegan journey through Carnation Avenue and in Chicago. Walking through Queen's Park with Julie Gunn. Julie Gunn. Come on, you have to harmonise with me. Walking with Jordan Wyatt through Invercargill, walking with Julie Gunn. Jordan, I totally would, but um, I would probably break our I'm recording equipment. Here. I'm jumping up and clicking my heels together. <laughs> People, you need to come to Invercargill. There is fresh air, there is good food, there are fun times, and interesting people. Yeah, probably on something. Uh, a vegan diet. <laughs> hey, and yes, as you're saying, we are geocaching. Um, we're slowing a little. We could be near something. Jordan has found something. He or not, he thinks. So walking through Queen's Park in Invercargill with Jordan Wyatt was a riot. There we go. I'm a poet and I don't even know it. It was a jolly good time. It is a beautiful place. Uh, and yes, we went geocaching. Indeed we did. And of course, geocaching is basically treasure hunting using a GPS device like a smartphone and you find a hidden container that's hidden somewhere by someone like myself and this one was inside Queen's Park in a place called Peaceful Glen and you can see that in the show notes, the link and pictures of the actual location that we were trying to find, counting down 600 metres, 598 metres, 597 metres on our phones. Just be quiet a little bit, just to be walking in some ways. rights and wrongs on tour in Invercargill. Yes, we are going to be going to some other places. So listen out and let us know where you're listening from or where you've been visiting and what your experience has been doing. Hey Jordan, thank you for hosting. <laughs> you may suck them, Julie. And now we're going to, going to go find this geocache and we're going to sit on the park bench and we're going to stuff our faces with Jordan's incredibly yummy banana and chocolate chip muffins. And if you want to find them, you can go to his website coexisting.co.nz and the Invercargill Vegan Study website we can see the recipe INVSOC.org.nz 
And that was a wonderful time with Jordan White from coexisting with non-human animals. And let me tell you, um, banana chocolate chip muffins, oh yes, they are the business. Uh, Because you know, we are all about here being the change we want to see in the world. Um, Looking at the man or the woman in the mirror. Shout out to Jordan and Invercargill there. Uh, yeah, it's, e- it's easy to complain and to fret, uh, and that's okay. I think that's part of... Um, well, it's actually the majority of my show, fretting and complaining. There's usually a couple Michael Jackson references and sometimes a little impromptu singing while we walk through a crowded place too. You can't take me anywhere for fear of these outpouring outbursts. Thank you very much to Alison and Julie and Jane and uh, Jenny and Gemma, who I've been talking with, uh, who hopefully be coming another time. And it was lovely to have them at our last potluck, the second one for August. It's always wonderful to have guests here for the Invercargill Vegan Society potlucks. You can find Julie's show, Animal Rights and Wrongs, on iTunes by searching for Animal Rights and Wrongs, or it's also in the show notes for this episode coexisting.co.nz One last clip recorded from a radio show. Kerry Woodham is a well-known New Zealander. She reviews books, writes articles in newspapers and magazines, and Kerry Woodham also hosts a radio show. And they'll let anyone call in. I rang using Skype, so we just have to use our imagination. It apparently doesn't do dial tones when you're <laughs> punching in the numbers. So just imagine beep boop beep 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 boop boop or whatever. Hello. Hey, sorry about that. Um I'm calling in to speak about veganism if possible. Sure, who's this? That's Jordan, Jordan Wyatt ringing in from Invercargill. <laughs> okay, Jordan, I'll get you on with Kerry pretty much straight away, okay? Right. Thank you very much. Well, uh, lovely speaking with you, Kerry. And you too, Dave. Thanks for taking the time to give us a call. Hello, Jordan. Good evening, Kerry. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. I'm ringing in to speak about veganism because I've been vegan for a few years now and it's, and it's a great way to live. Did you, did you go hardcore from being an omnivore to a <laughs> vegan or did you go to vegetarianism, then veganism? Uh, I went vegetarian for a couple of years and then I, yeah, I went vegan. Um, it took a couple of years, but I went vegan and yeah, it's great to share now and it's um, meeting other people in Chicago, so you can be vegan anywhere. <laughs> well, yes, you can. And was it... Um, a, a health choice, or was it about the animals, or um, the planet? About the animals, mostly. I just sort of remember we sort of grew up with children's stories and things about how we should look after other animals. And, and one day it sort of all hit me that we should, you know, look after other animals like chickens and cows and pigs that they're no different than cats and dogs. And yeah. Yes, except that cats and dogs live to be petted and loved, and chickens and cows live to be killed and eaten. And I guess if we weren't going to kill and eat them, they wouldn't get their time on the planet. Well, that's just a matter of circumstance. Like, I look after some chickens myself, and I love them very much. i got uh, chicken friends. I'm a woodworker, and I come home each day, and they run out to meet me in my overalls, and it's quite lovely. The chicken's always, <laughs> there, always there to meet me. So, And they've all got names like Curious Hen because she's curious. There's Whole Hen and Hurt Hen. They're rescued hens. Yeah. So when I got them, they were in quite bad shape. And Whole Hen was relatively whole. She wasn't really missing that many feathers. I mean, if she was a cat or dog, we'd think she was in shocking condition, but for yeah. chickens from a farm. 
and uh, her hen had basically all the feathers missing off her neck and quite a few injuries. And then there's Geiger hen who came here from a farm when she was uh, broody when they're having their female cycle and they get quite clucky wanting to raise chicks. And yeah. she came here clucking all the time like a Geiger counter, sort of counting radiation. <laughs> so. so are they from battery farms? or they're from egg farms, yeah. Egg farms, okay. But not necessarily battery ones. Uh, they are. They happen to be, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not an issue of treatment, but yeah, they're, they're from egg farms down there. Okay. And are they the only pets you have? Uh, I look after a cat too, Jasper, and I, oh. lo- I love them all equally because, you know, the great quote, all animals are equal. Mm. Was it George Orwell who said some are more equal <laughs> than others? Yes, that's right. It was yeah, Animal Farm. <laughs> that's right. Um, what about leather and things like that? Do you wear leather or are you? Oh, no, I, I don't no. wear animal skin and... Uh, yeah, it's one of those things you sort of grow up with it, right? And school shoes and things. And yeah, there's so many great alternatives that um, you can get things that look like animal skin if you want to wear them or whatever. And no one has mm. to know that you're vegan. It's not like when I'm walking down Esk Street here in Invercargill, people who don't have to know I'm I'm vegan or or anything like that. And yeah, did you have to become quite a good cook when you became a vegan <laughs> and a vegetarian? Um, I'm I'm pretty average cook, but I have some great friends that are really fantastic cooks. Could I? Actually, share some websites about that. Yeah. Some sites. Um, I have a friend here, Lisa, who has a cooking blog. Yeah. And so another caller mentioned about the price of being vegan. Mm-hmm. It's to be vegan. Well, it sort of depends what you use. Like my friend here, she lives in America, and this is American money, but her website is raw on mm. 10, and that's 10, raw10.blogspot.com. And so she lives on $10 a day, and, and she shows this is American money. Yeah. Um, but she has wonderful things, like today she, it's got high-quality photos and the recipes and the, and the total count, and it worked out to under, just under uh, $9 today for cantaloupe and cucumber for breakfast and for salad. She had a, a wonderful salad with these gorgeous-looking purple and golden pansies on the top for a garnish. Yeah. <laughs> and dinner, she had stuffed pumpkin blossoms and a hot chocolate for dessert. So there's really, really wonderful things. and. That's uh, rawon1010.blogspot.com. Yeah. And um, I'm a member of the Invercargill Vegan Society here, so we have monthly potlucks too, and that's a good way to, to learn new recipes and try things with your friends. So we make things like cranberry and cashew nut loaf and chili noodles and pumpkin kumara curry and cinnamon rolls. And um, you can actually make quite good little pizzas made out of pita bread, using yeah. pita bread and just adding toppings to that and falafel burgers and banana bread. And, yeah, there's, there's lots of great things to try. How many... Um Members are there of the Invercargill Vegan Club? Uh, the Invercargill Vegan Society, we have people coming and going all the time, just as people come, especially for SIT, but we have nurses and opticians and truck drivers. I'm a woodworker. We have film students, um, vets, uh, mechanics. <laughs> we have Loads of different people then. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the moment, we have about 12 people at the moment. So. Yeah, the numbers go up, the numbers go down as people come and go. And generally, we're always growing, so that's good. Oh, good on you. Thank you, Jordan. And that um, but the site for recipes was rawon1010.blogspot.com, which sounds very good indeed. Hello, Cheryl. Hi, Kerry. Hi there. Uh- so, so I heard her wrapping up, and it was good to hear her say Lisa's website, rawon10. And I said, uh, can I mention our website too? 
<laughs> in a similar tone, but it was too late. She'd already muted me off. So I sent in an email uh, soon after talking with her on the air, and she read it later. But I'll give you a little taste of New Zealand radio, just so you can hear what it's like. Mostly a lot of people complaining about people on the benefit, which is welfare, and a woman claims in at the end who says she loves a dog. She's the woman's best friend, and the dog could never be vegetarian or vegan because she's allergic to everything. <laughs> I think I'll still like a piece of steak now and again, actually, but it's not what I hang about. Okay. Just about these beneficiaries, mm -hmm. you know, I... I Undeniably the world's biggest band, Coldplay, will play Auckland's Mount Smart Stadium in November as part of their Milo Ziloto tour, and Mike Hosking can get you there. Every day this week, Mike could be sending you and a friend to see Coldplay in Auckland in one of the most anticipated tours of 2012. Visit newstalkzb.co.nz for all the details. Catch superstars Coldplay in their Milo Ziloto tour this November and be in to win all this week with a Mike Hosking breakfast only on Newstalk ZB. The all-new Driving Miss Daisy is here for you now. Cheaper and with so many more services than a taxi, Driving Miss Daisy is perfect for people who don't drive, for busy parents who need to get their kids places, for senior citizens who want to maintain their independence. Find out more at drivingmissdaisy.co.nz or call 0800 with Daisy. Oh eight hundred nine four eight four three two. We're here. News Talk ZB. It is nighttime talk with Kerry. Um, Jordan, who rang in about the veganism, also has coexisting.co.nz as the website. She might be interested in as well. A very nice one it is too. Uh, Karen, hello. Hi, Kerry. Hi there. We've actually talked before. Yes. Different subjects. Um, I'm actually ringing up about. Um, the benefit and the vegetarian. Yes. Um, I'm 56 and I got badly beaten up a few years ago and I've worked my whole life and I'm on a benefit now, uh, invalid benefit. But um, I go and, you know, when I go into winds and stuff and you see people with tattoos all over them and they're totally unemployable and it, it, it's just unbelievable that they just keep going in there and look I always thought that anyone with a bad back or anything like that was a bludger and now I know that that's not true because that's what happened to me my back got broken but the same token um, there's people that just keep going in there and having more children I've seen them do it have more children and they get more benefit and then the other thing you were talking about was vegetarianism what about, you know, like my best friend is my little dog. Mm -hmm. Well, she can't eat vegetables all the time. Well, no, but there are vegetarian dogs. Yeah, but she can't be because she's allergic to a lot of things. Mm. Well, I think if you introduce it from puppy to I mean, I wouldn't do it to a dog because it doesn't seem the natural kind of stuff. Well, she's a little but... Jack Russell and she's mm. got allergies to, to um, grass even, you know, just walking on the grass and stuff. Right. And she's the one that cost me the most money. The last vet bill was $100. And, you know, when you're on a benefit, you can't really afford to do that. But at the same token, she's my best friend because I live by myself. Mm. And you need that company. Oh, I, c I couldn't do without her. She's mm. 
nine years old now and I've had her since she was 12 weeks old and she's travelled the whole country with me when I was working and she's, she's just my best little mate, you know, and, and so... I wrote into the radio host, Kerry Woodham, about the vegan dog food and that surely there would be a kind that this little dog wouldn't be allergic to. But I thought it was it was quite nice of this woman that she's been apparently attacked and her back was broken and she's now on the benefit on welfare and that this dog is her best friend. And isn't that good to keep in mind how most New Zealanders love cats and dogs and that there really isn't any difference between chickens and cows and pigs and sheep. That they're all they're no dumber than cats or dogs, that they don't are no less feeling, no less caring. There's no real difference physically or mentally with them. It's just how we've grown up to see them. So it'd be lovely if this woman on the benefit would have a vegan dog. You never know. Because it's about as natural to eat vegan dog food, which if it's like the vegan cat food I give Jasper the cat I look after, comes all the way from Italy. Um, Maybe it would be as natural to eat that as it would be to eat processed and chopped up and hens, like the hens I look after if they weren't rescued. That's what cat and dog food's made out of. It's um, egg farm hens. It would be curious hen and geiger hen and whole hen and home hen, as I call her now, now that hurt hen's feathers have grown back so much. She's not really she's not really a hurt hen at all now, and frankly it's time to move on. She's now a home hen because she's home. This is her home. This is where she lives. So we just need one last clip to round out this episode about the radio and and how do you finish off a radio episode? Well, the same way you finish off radio with video. I heard you on the wireless back in 52 Lying awake and tender tuning in on you If I was young it didn't stop you coming through Thank you for listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. You can find the script for this episode, show notes for all the links I've mentioned, as well as downloads for every episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals at www.coexisting.co.nz. If you'd like to contact me, I'd love to hear from you. Please send an email to info at inbsoc.org.nz info at insoc.org.nz I'm also on Facebook and Twitter Jordan Wyatt W-Y-A-T-T And please, like our groups The Invercargill Vegan Society and Coexisting with Non-Human Animals 
Thank you for listening to the radio. Away from the notion of animals as things and toward the moral personhood of animals. The choice is ours. If you're not vegan, go vegan. It's easy. It's better for you. It's certainly better for the planet. And most importantly, it's the morally right thing to do.